You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hey guys, hope everyone is doing fine and staying safe. This is Maria JD. I'm your host at Art Heroes Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today we've got a very interesting guest because it's not an artist. It's not even an art director, but it's somebody who's been in the industry deep, deep, deep inside for several decades. Uh, today we're talking with Kirill Tokarev, who is the editor-in-chief of AT Level Portal. So Kirill has been working as a journalist in video games industry for many, many years, and he's been seeing many people breaking through, many games being developed, published, and uh, and republished. So uh, Kirill knows a thing or two about gaining visibility as an artist and like making it happen in this world. So that's basically the topic for our conversation today. And let's go and meet Kirill. All right, we're now live. Um, Kirill, thank you so much for coming in the show. Uh, guys, everybody who's here, we've got Kirill Tucker for, from AT Level. And uh, yes, pretty amazing, right? Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. Sure, always, always welcome. Uh, Kirill, so um, I've got quite an agenda today to cover. So um, let's just write, go into it. Um, cool. Maybe, yeah, you could go and, you know, introduce yourself a little bit, what you do uh, with AT Level, um, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a chief editor of a portal and uh, yeah, just a little bit about yourself. That'd be cool. Yeah, so my name is Kirill Jokarev and I'm, uh, I'm originally from Ukraine. Right now I'm uh, stationed in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm the chief editor and like CEO of AT Level which is a media website and also right now a recruiting service for uh, people in the game industry. We specifically um, work with people who are doing art for games uh, and different things which are connected with like visual stuff in games. So the website uh, produces and basically follows uh, news in the industry talks about the new workflows, new tools, and we position ourselves as a place where you can go every day and find something interesting about um, game production in general. Uh, In March, we actually launched another big part of our platform, which is called 80 Level RFP. And this is basically a new service for companies where they can come to us um, and uh, we will help them find the, the right talent for their next game. All right. We're going to speak about that actually in a bit. And uh, um, because I think that is also uh, really interesting. But before, uh, let's go back to, you know, like to 80 level as it is. And, uh, you know, at, uh, uh, your work with this. So basically, um, you have been with the with the project from the very beginning, right? Yep. 
Right. And so um, you yourself, you come from journalism background in like gaming world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so um, how long has this been like in total, you know, like the, your, let's say, career within this uh, niche? Well, I actually can't even tell. Like, I think yeah, I've been that's... doing this like <laughs> I since... I was trying to calculate it, would sorry. <laughs> I, I think I started when I was back in um, studying in university. So I guess was a, I was like about like maybe 20. Mm-hmm. So now now I'm 37 almost. So it's like like 17 years. Okay, a long time. Yeah, yeah a long time. Yeah. So um, you've pretty much seen this whole world evolve from a uh, paper press uh, to um, yeah. like, completely mm-hmm. like digital press. And uh, um, what do you think has changed? How people consumed, um, you know, information before and um, mm-hmm. specifically in um, gaming industry and uh, how do people consume information now? Well, I think obviously there is like a number of changes and one of the biggest changes is basically internet came because when I started doing that like almost 17 years ago, internet was not that widespread, right? So there were like a couple of websites where you can go, a couple of places where you can read the news or stuff like that. And uh, I, I think internet also was very local, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like this global thing. So like if you were somewhere in Ukraine or Russia, you would probably go to like the local websites. You wouldn't go to somewhere like Yahoo and start searching for a place where you can find game use, um, you know, in English. And uh, yeah. that was like a big thing, I think. And um what basically changed is everything got global and more accessible, I'd say. And mm-hmm. right now, this is this is true not only to like game related or like game dev related media, but any kind of media. I think like people don't go to media websites that much anymore. They just mm-hmm. go to um, to Facebook or Twitter or whatever other like aggregator or social media that they use and they get their feeds, uh, all their news from there. It's very rare where you can find a website like, I don't know, like a Wall Street Journal or, you know, or, or like New York Times, like the, these big websites that have been around like for years. And pe- some people still go there and they, they have some of the core audience. And I'm very happy that the, like 80 Level does have this core audience where people actually come to the, page every day just to you know check out the news check out what's new so that's super valuable and we are super proud as a team that we managed to achieve something like that i was actually going to say that it's pretty it seems like a pretty challenging task um having to compete against uh, facebook and instagram and not just another against another uh like game dev game dev or art or something else magazine so it's actually like quite a bit of pressure, huh? I mean, I don't. We don't think that we're um, competing with anyone per se, mm-hmm. right? So we're like in in the game dev industry. I think we're all working towards one goal. You know, help the developers build better games. And I don't think that the competition is that fierce. I mean, uh, but as for social media. Uh, 
again, so there are policy changes from year to year and it shifts, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I think three, two years ago, it was much easier to promote like uh, media in, uh, in Facebook, for example. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right now, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, more of a challenge because they have other algorithms. They, you know, treat news differently with everything that's going on and uh, mm -hmm. they are you know harder on the mm -hmm. on the way that where they show news whom do they show news at what time do they show them right so it's uh, it all depends so if you're following how the feed works on facebook it used to to work quite differently it used to show you posts when you posted them like if you <laughs> post you know you, you if you post something like it's seven a.m. like LA time, right? So it would it would it would come up on your feet at the same time. Right yeah. now it, it changed that completely and it would show you some you know posts from your Facebook feed, like if you're like media or any kind of mm -hmm. Facebook um page you have like then you have like a feed and you post there and uh, what Facebook does is that they show you something at the very end of the day so they know when do you want to you know catch up with the news and they show it like the best news the news with the most likes or reactions mm, okay. at that time so Interesting. It, it changes and uh, it's hard to figure out what's gonna happen next like what what's gonna be the next step for facebook or twitter per yeah. se but i think wow. twitter is um is a different platform is like a different beast and mm -hmm. uh, you, you have to work very differently with it but um, again I'd, i can't imagine a, a website right now like a, especially a media where you wouldn't have like social presence you kind of have to have it like you have to do your twitter and your facebook and your instagram because that's like an important part of the whole business right now yeah no for sure but that's actually a pretty interesting point that uh, um you know like if you use facebook as your as your source of information then you're getting stuff that is already being pre-filtered uh by the social media itself um yeah which is obviously quite relevant um uh, but uh, it's just interesting you know like 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 a, a thing to keep on the back of your mind like if i'm reading news off facebook then maybe that's not exactly what i would be uh looking for um so interesting um, a quick question here. Um, so what does AT level, uh, do, uh, for artists specifically, you know, because I know quite a few people that are listening to, um, our podcast are artists, beginner artists, or, you know, um, just different levels of artists. And, uh, um, like there is, there is a, a lot of content, uh, also on AT level. I was wondering what, what's most popular and just in general, like how's the whole, artistic level and 80 level uh artistic world and 80 level overlap i think like what we're doing is the we're basically doing like a newspaper so mm -hmm. if you think of it so there's a certain group of people that work in this industry and they have specific you know urge to know what's going on in this specific industry and there is not a lot of places where you can go and learn what's oh, going sure. on mm -hmm. right so we are catering to that you know audience and we're trying to 
be like always on the spot on what's happening. Like if there is a, a new tool coming up, then we want to talk with the developers of that tool and show it to the community. If there is someone who's doing really good work with environments and games, then we want to showcase that work and talk with this guy and learn more about his process. If there is something going on with like new shaders that are being used in like the, uh, the new Half-Life game, then we're super interested to learn how do they work. And even if we can't find people who are doing those things, right, we can find people who are, you know, who have some theories on, on how it works. And then we can do like this, uh, reverse engineering with them. That's that's like super interesting. That's what gets our team motivated. Very is that we want to learn how things are made. We like to tinker with this idea on you know how does VFX work in games? How does texturing work? How does texturing change like over the last uh, five years? That's uh, that's what we're sort of like bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. in terms of like information in general uh, on the other hand we also there to promote great talent we think it's super important to you know to showcase new talent to showcase uh, experienced artists to show to the world w- what is you know what's going on what's happening in 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 this field because it's like it's not entirely that we're always breaking down games in our articles, like majority of cases, it's just some personal work that people are doing for themselves. It's not, you know, it's not, the, it doesn't end up in a game somewhere. In majority cases, it's something that people are just passionately working on it. We're trying to show what are the tools they're using? How are they working with this thing? What are the tricks that they're maybe applying? And what can they share with the community? We want to show the art from like experienced guys as well, like somebody from Epic Games, as well as uh, you know the recent graduates who are just finishing up. But their stuff is amazing, so I didn't, I don't see why can't we talk with them as well and showcase their work. And we had um, countless examples when people are doing an interview with us and we're talking with them, and the next months they end up you know, lending their job somewhere. And, you know, this happened like a lot of times, like many times. <laughs> so we're always super happy to see that when somebody posts something on like, on their feed somewhere and saying like, hey, eight level, thank you for doing the, whatever, like interview with me or, you yeah. know, just featuring me because that helped me, um, you know, get another job or something. Amazing. Yeah, but um, this is this is super, super valid. And that's actually the next point where I wanted to get to is exposure and gaining more exposure as an artist, because mm-hmm. as soon as you're good, as soon as you know, your uh, your style and your level of skill is there, it, it really is in some cases about exposure. And, you know, you guys have coverage and you showcase uh, talent, uh, which is great. Uh, but how to get uh, to the level where um, you as an artist is noticed by media. What do you think an artist could do to get noticed and showcased and visible eventually? Well, I guess uh, if you're, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. So 
the easy answer would be, well, you need to message Leo from ArtStation and say, hey, man, get me on the front page of ArtStation. That will get you a lot of, uh, that will definitely get you noticed. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't follow this advice. I'm just joking here. But um, the idea is that in, in my perspective, like, and I've seen a lot of artists and remember that I've been doing this like for 17 years. So I've seen a lot of games a lot of game art in particular for, for for like like a decade soon it's going to be like two decades right and um, what strikes me most i think in art and games and in general is that it has to be original what i mean is that you have to have some kind of your own style that's like super important i think I think in like majority of cases, a lot of artists when they're when they're working in the beginning, their uh, initial urge is like to try to imitate, right? So that's how we learn. We imitate something and then we yeah. go on and we try something else and then we imitate someone else. So while this search is going, and you you know you know you grow, you figure out your own ideas and your own topics themes uh that's when it gets super interesting because when you look at someone um i have like my, one of my favorite guys is probably tor freak like he's a, an amazing artist uh but he's also a designer you know and when you look at his stuff it's like it, you, you understand that that's him yeah. So this will definitely get you noticed. Like if if you render something and you pop it somewhere and everybody's like, whoa, that's something you, that's original, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you're just doing, um, and if you're just downloading like a tutorial from Daniel Thieger and then you're posting the exact same material that he did, that will also get you noticed, right? But then people will figure out that that's basically, that's not your work. That's right. basically Daniel showing you how to do stuff in Substance Designer. And it's going to be like, oh, okay. And uh, it, this thing actually happened to me like a couple of times when we thought that we were actually talking with the person who's doing original art, but then we figured out that it was, you know, it was a copy it was a wow. copy of a copy of a copy and uh, we had to take the those posts down because we don't want to promote that and that happened like maybe through our five year history like two times or something but we we don't want to do that like so we want to showcase people who are doing original work people who have their own style and people who use um, who who use the tools that they have all, no matter how technical and complicated they have as a palette, you know, as, as brushes and pencils. So they're using that just to build whatever they have in their head. And that's what's interesting, you know, because like every artist is like, um, uh, a good example would be like a filter in Instagram. Like yeah. so in Instagram, you can take a picture, right? And it's going to be the same picture. But if you scroll through all those crazy filters, you're gonna 
and you add something, then it's a different vision, right? So every artist is like this a camera with a filter, with another filter, another filter, right? And you just need to learn how to use them. And then when you have your own vision, it changes completely. So if you go on ArtStation and you browse like the, 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 the artist with the top uh, number of like, subscribers or something or likes or whatever, then you'll see that although it seems like they're in one kind of like this higher kind of category of like just amazing talent, you'll see that every person has their own kind of style, approach, look, you know, something something about themselves. And that's what's interesting and gets you noticed, I think. Okay, well, thanks for the breakdown. I think that answers, but actually I want to go even deeper. So uh, like imagine uh, the artist already has his own style and uh, um, he's been working for a few years, but just like, you know, some people are naturally not super active online. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and nowadays pretty much everything, at least in this world, in, in, in our industry, everything rotates online. Um, so still like, um, do you, do you recommend doing anything about just being noticed or maybe that's kind of not necessary at all? Because I've heard like uh, a little bit, like almost two schools of thought that you just have to create great art. Um, and second version is you have to create great art and know how to promote yourself. So what's your take? Oh, I think um, I'm more inclined for the second um, Mm -hmm. idea. So I think it's very similar to, to idea of like, Oh, if you're a writer, so let's think that, I mean, you're not an artist, you're, you're doing like, you write something. So you finish your story, let's say, right? Or I finished your novel and then you kind of don't show it to anyone and you're like, no, it's just going to stay in my drawer because it's not good enough or something. Mm-hmm. That kind of doesn't make any sense, right? So if you, if you did some art, well, you go ahead and show it to people. Like, what do you have to lose? I, I don't, I think if you're, if you're doing art and you're doing something visual, absolutely, you have to do your social media work. You have to go like, you know, art station, your own website, I don't know, old places out there, Instagram, super mm-hmm. important. Like, if you want to go, you can do like Facebook, Twitter, all those stuff. I mean, that's, that's a lot of work that takes time, obviously. But um, I think it brings you so much value, not just in terms of being noticed, but also, you know, showing it to people and getting like some feedback or maybe some likes or maybe just, you know, a comment or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of artists that are sometimes they're afraid or they're like afraid of even like a negative feedback that they might get if they go somewhere like on a professional community. Mm-hmm. Um, Although it might happen, it might happen. It doesn't mean that people hate you, right? Or something. Yeah. They just want to, if they think they need to give you feedback, that's nice. That's not bad. That means that they saw your stuff. Yeah. That's important, right? So I think you definitely have to work on it. You have to do, you know, whatever you can. Because yeah. it, it, nobody's going to do. <laughs> no. Like, no. Um, uh, there is a like there is a businessman in in Ukraine, and he he has a saying that uh, don't be humble, like 
nobody actually cares about you anyway. So why would you <laughs> be be humble and just not do anything? So I, for an artist, I don't think you need to be humble and sit at home and, you know, stash your stuff and not show it and just go to like a portfolio review and show it to some guy. And, and this guy seemed like, I mean, I've been to portfolio reviews. It's just like this huge line was like a hundred or 200 people. And they're like waiting for them to show them their whatever they have. And they hope that this guy is just going to say, oh, wow, you're great. Welcome to Disney or yeah. that's not going to happen. You have to, to show it to everyone. And then everybody's going to be like, oh, no, you need to change this, change that or do something else. And so absolutely, you know, second school of thought, do your social media, go everywhere, post whatever, mm -hmm. try to do interviews, talk with people, go to Discord, uh, you know, join communities, join professional unions if there are any. Be very active at your school or university if you're still studying. Talk with your friends, and uh, you know, if you're in, if you're a junior in the studio, then show your stuff to your colleagues, show your stuff to your lead, show your stuff to your art director. You know, learn what he wants to know about it because I think it's important. Wow, I'm gonna transcribe the list of uh, tasks you just you just said, and it's probably gonna take me half a page to write down all these tips because I mean that's quite a list, huh? Uh, no, I, I think could... like m most of the guys are like who are well known. They kind of do this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So why why won't why wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. That makes sense, right? Yeah, 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 no, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, so um, how do you guys, I mean, uh, your team uh, at A level, how do you uh, pick up featured artists, for example, for your Instagram? I think last time I checked, you had like almost 200,000 followers or something like this, and that's quite... Uh, that's, that's nice. I don't, that's, I think it's less, but... Uh, oh, yeah. around, so I think it was in between like uh, 170 and 200, but I don't want to put the number now. Maybe. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's improving quite fast anyway. So, um, I mean, being featured at, uh, um, at an actual media or in social media with significant following, like automatically means a little bit more exposure to an artist. So do you guys just uh, spend days on like art station or <laughs> um, like, how do you filter and how do you accept, uh, you know, um, being able to uh, judge the, um, you know, the talent and the style and all these things? I don't think the uh, idea of uh, just going to an art station and copying whatever their, their, their algorithm putting on the top is a valid idea <laughs> for no, to run like your Instagram. So that, that won't work. Um, I think you just need to be... Um, so what we're doing is we're just super active everywhere. So, and uh, believe it or not, I try not to go on, on the main page on ArtStation because, wow. yeah, if okay. I if okay. I if I go there, then they kind of show me everything, you know, and they because it's just such a great resource, and there's so many people there with so so much art. So it's basically. I'm just, I have the same vision as the, as the algorithm on our station, right? And we want to have different vision. We want to go like on places like 9gag. We want to go to Twitter. We want to go just to see animation reels from students. We want to be like everywhere. 
right? So that we can see what's going on outside of that field, right? Because if you, I mean, our station has amazing talent. That's like the best people in the business and they have a lot of them. So what we're doing with our Instagram is which we're, we're thinking like, how can we find new people? You know, whom can we discover? And what we're doing is we're basically in this constant process of discovering new people, discovering new style, discovering new technique. Technique is super important for us as well. We don't, uh, we try not to showcase too much of the 2D art because that's not our like speciality. Mm -hmm. Mostly, we're mostly doing like a lot of uh, 3D modeling, a lot of simulations, a lot of motion graphics, a lot of environment art, which I personally love. love. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to see all that kind of like little nits and pieces and we, you won't believe we spent like a lot of time just trying to find, um, you know, interesting visual ideas, interesting like pics. And thank God we work in like gaming industry and there are so many people here who are doing the crazy stuff. I mean, if you can, if you see, if you look at the games that we have right now, that would be impossible even to imagine like 10 years ago. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. I mean, it's not only about the, the game engine progress and the technology progress. It's also, I think, how people think now about game creation and how far uh, we go in terms of creativity. So just having a pretty shooter is not enough. Yeah, absolutely. And just even in terms of like visuals, yeah, it's just exactly. uh, there's so much detail, so much stuff going on. Like look at the games from Naughty Dog. Like the the Uncharted Four is still one of the prettiest games ever. I mean, e even if you look even further, like the or the Order, like eighteen eighty or something, uh, from Respawn, I think. Uh, yeah. Or, or was it Respawn? I don't remember. But anyway, that was a great game, and it it used like a lot of scanned materials, a lot of photogrammetry. It still looks amazing. It's it looks like a movie. It's like CGI kind of quality. That's crazy. Definitely. So uh, we've spoken a little bit about the past. Where do you think we're going with all this? I mean, not only within the frames of this conversation, but you know, in the future of uh, um, of uh, game dev and um, game art, um, do you think it's kind of the next step? Like, is there any specific technology that you're excited about, or is it just you know, like, what do you think is going to happen? Well. Um... It's kind of hard for me to tell. I think you'd better talk with somebody who's like more in the development to get the answer yeah, for, for that. Everybody, everybody sends me to somebody else, so I'm used to. Yeah, that. yeah. In, <laughs> in, I, I, I think in general, um, we're just gonna see more and more progress in that direction, like larger scale, faster download. So if you look at the uh, the new PlayStation Five hardware, they basically have this very smart and fast SSD that's going to make download times almost irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have the Unreal Engine 5, which has some crazy stuff with geometry happening. And uh, they also have mega scans, so you can now create like super realistic games, which look, you know, totally incredible. Um, but there's also AI, Mm -hmm. like procedural stuff 
I mean, yeah. just look at what's going on with the Houdini in um, game development. So Houdini wasn't the tool for games. It was it was a tool for movies, like VFX for like hardcore simulations. And now people are actively using it to like generate incredible content, incredible, you know, vistas, mm-hmm. places, doing like simulations, destruction simulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so AI is probably going to be a big part of it as well, because we, w- we will see tools that are going to be able to build like a space by themselves. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you, you would have to say something probably to AI, like build me something, whatever, and it's going to be created this way or another. So I think th- the games are just going to get the bigger and uh, also maybe more sy- systemic, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of like, because every publisher wants to build like this game as a service thing and they want to build games which are going to be playable at least for a year until the next part comes out or something. So we yeah. would have like more DLC, more kind of like this additional content being built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think this is like the, there's going to be like a bunch of different directions there. But for um, an artist, I think there's always going to be work. I don't think that, you know, AI or proceduralism or photogrammetry is going to come and they're just going to take away all the, you know, all the work from the hardworking guys. I think there's still going to be place for people who are doing ZBrush stuff. I think there's going to be place for people who are doing substance designer stuff, although it's kind of procedural, but right now it's like more of an art mm-hmm. form. Um, and the, like stylized um, content. I mean, like the biggest game right now, like Fortnite, it's all stylized. Yeah. There's exactly. no there's no need for photogrammetry there. It's just like a bunch of stylized stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm completely with you on that. Like the fact that artists, uh, especially in the you know game dev world, uh, definitely will always have something to do because it's it's just like our human brain always like needs um, some incentive that is not uh, is not present in real life, and uh, it's a form of entertainment eventually. So uh, like there is this need for artistic component in the game, not in every game maybe. Like, uh, as you said, like, realistic stuff. Yeah, amazing. But it's just, like, one form of it. Like, even- I, I, I still think, like, even even if you're building, like, because there is um, there's this guy, Andrew Maximoff, and he's, uh, he has a wonderful talk on um, in GDC World. I don't remember the name, unfortunately, but basically what he says is that if artists would just imitate reality, then all games would look like shit probably <laughs> because um, if you take like GTA 5, right? The GTA 5 is like this lush, nice, you know, looking crisp uh, place where there's like, it's like simulation of LA and you go like from one district to another mm-hmm. in a fast mm-hmm. car and it looks nice. But if you go to LA for real oh my God, and you no. spend time there, Right, and then you'll be in a parking lot, and the parking lot is just going to be, you know, concrete, a maze of whatever. So definitely, that's not the case. So even if you have photogrammetry and stuff, 
you still need to think artistically yeah. and you kind of have to you know amplify your reality with some artistic stuff so yeah. without this thing like the game, games won't work they just won't work because if you have like something super realistic to the to the like because i know like some developers they just want to do this like the, we've gonna build the best the realism to through the roof even games like i think from tarkov although it's like super hardcore although it's, it seems like this is a simulation almost it's not it's a game so they made cut some corners changed something amplified something you know so mm -hmm. yeah to make it fun to make it uh, you know interesting to play and so on so i think artists would be needed like in this medium at least like for the foreseeable future for sure all right well that's i guess uh, very um you know that's a very pleasing thing to say which i completely agree of like 100 percent. so um my next question here is do you think in general there are trends in digital art um so um something that comes and goes with um not necessarily with generation because it's kind of a, you know too long of a span but you know with uh, certain periods when like one thing uh, dominates another um among the creators because you kind of oversee i mean you um as 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 a journalist and you know as a um um as a content creator from another side you oversee a huge number of artists and you've been in this position for like a long time. So have you noticed something like this or that's not the thing? Well, I think it all depends on um, on the tools and their accessibility. Okay. Because, you know, with the, um, let's take ZBrush for example, right? So ZBrush came in and then like the world basically changed, right? And now we have characters who look like, I mean, like super realistic or they can be stylized and there's like, so much stuff going on with this and uh or let's take substance designer so substance designer came and suddenly there's like this new profession basically like a material artist people didn't have material artists like like 10 years ago right so and now there's like a trend for you know doing brick walls like a hundred billion brick walls and put it in marmoset viewer and then just show it to everyone so i think yeah these these things come and go and but uh overall i think it's more about um about artistic thought right so if there's like um, a lot of environments in unreal engine it's not about the tech right it's about like what are you showing if the environments are all the same people will stop you know paying attention hmm. so i think uh, even though maybe some trends can come and go there would be more like anime girls or there would be more like cute whatever robots people are doing or brick walls right these they will go away and people will start doing something different something new but again i think the the things that stay are the things that they have their own vision uh, their own style uh, their own kind of approach, so that's what stays. I mean, if you if you want an example from from the industry, the a great example is um, is Blizzard. Yeah. I mean, Blizzard has been around for years, for decades, and they managed to 
create their own style. So when you look at their game, you know it's Blizzard. And when you look at someone's art and you know that he's imitating Blizzard and their mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And if you look at the, the stuff that they've done with Overwatch, they basically developed a new visual language for that kind of stuff. That's super impressive. I remember when I first saw like the first the concepts for uh, Overwatch and the first models for like characters and the the look of the levels. That was that was you know mind blowing because it, it's like it's this Blizzard thing when it's like it, even even though it might look super elaborate and incredibly artistic inside of it are very simple uh, technical tools that they're using because they're optimizing it you know they're they're trying to make it run faster and they're using all this power to of their like incredible talent that they hire and to build this game that looks like nothing that we've seen before although it might not be true but at the time it looked like wow that's something new and i i think eventually that's what actually helps you do the initial sales for the game right because art is like one of the most important parts of when you're trying to to, to sell this um feeling of the game you know yeah because when you look at the i think a great example is the the new valhalla or like the viking uh, assassin's creed game so you look at the game and you instantly make a decision. So are you gonna, do you want to explore this world? Do you want to go there? Or do you want just, you know, I'll skip it. Because for me personally, I don't like pirates that much. So if I'm like, if I see like the, you know, another black flag or some Assassin's Creed game, I'm like pirates, I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. I'll skip that. I don't care. But if I see something like with the this kind of aesthetic and this kind of theme, that would be super interesting for me, like with Vikings and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, Love I mean, that. I, I I think I dosed went went through to the to the other topic. Sorry. No, 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 that's completely fine. Actually, uh, this is uh, this is actually uh, what I was also curious about, but uh, we got it covered like in one question. Actually, now I wanted to um, go back to. Um, the thing that um, we mentioned right in the very beginning and uh, uh, speak a little bit about the new project that 80 level has launched because i think that's also quite um uh, quite cool and uh, it's pretty fresh i mean as of now mm-hmm. you know like uh, uh spring summer 2020 <laughs> so um and then oh, yeah yeah i know <laughs> the, the trend of yeah. spring summer 2020 strange times we're living in strange times that's true don't say anything like i'm um yeah i stopped freaking out <laughs> so yeah. um so what is uh 80 level rfp and uh what is it supposed to do and what's your plans for it yeah so like in if you Actually, want like a very short version basically yeah. it, and what is rfp uh, standing for like as an abbreviation so yeah initially rfp is sort of uh it's a request for proposal yeah so when uh, a company goes to another company and they want to receive some kind of service then they request for proposal and it's like a very large document that has a bunch of questions inside and uh the, the contractor or whoever's doing the work they answer all those questions you know give them as much information as possible and um, 
basically then it helps him get the job. So we decided to use the same uh, approach in our service because we think like for a very long time artists were uh, sort of like a little bit neglected, I think, in terms of approach from companies. And uh, with our uh, service, we want to sort of like put the artists like at the at the front seat. And we want to companies to go and send RFP to artists, not a company, not a huge like business, but to a specific person. And that's at the core of our system. So RFP was created to help uh, great companies find great people to build great games, basically. That's the, you know, motto. So it works very simple. So we want to pre-select people who are ready to take some kind of contract or ready to work. And we want to present them to the companies so the companies could find a great talent. Because uh, in a lot of, uh, uh, in the current situation, you know, companies are struggling with this. They can't find uh, um, good people at the time limits that they have, or they uh-huh. can't, f- can't find people with the right aesthetic, or, you know, all, all those things combined. And uh, there is no specific tool to do that. So you can go on LinkedIn, obviously, you can go on ArtStation, start searching, you can do job posts, but. Uh-huh. Um, I, I talk with a lot of companies, a lot of people, and uh, it still takes a very long time to find someone. And the only effective way to find someone is actually doing uh, internal references. So if you, you basically have to go to your team and say, hey, we're looking for, you know, um, character artist who does robots who with organic elements and he also know how to do substance painter and everybody's like okay and everybody's <laughs> yeah. going on their facebook somewhere and saying like hey guys so what about robots and substance painter how do you feel about that and then you know so it's like a little bit of a mess and we're trying to help solve that by um you know creating like a database or a place for with this 80 level artists who are ready for work and uh, we know their style we know their tools we did interviews with them you know so you can see the whole workflow if you're looking to hire someone i think it's super important when you're doing when you're doing this especially if you're looking for somebody to invite them in your office some something like a breakdown that helps a lot it helps a ton when you go into Ada level and you read the, you know, step, I mean, not step by step, but you kind of understand the thought process of the person who's doing this. So sure. that's what we're trying to deliver to the company. We want to present them with the best of the best, the great people. And we also want to show them how they work. And we also want to help them send them an RFP which is basically a set of questions. And at the same time, they can ask them all the questions they need. Usually it's like about 10 points. Asking Mm -hmm. them about, um, you know, all the uncomfortable stuff that they're usually 
you know, not not really interested in uh, asking the first, but you you can do that with our service. You don't have to wait till you you know finally do a call on Skype or Zoom. You can ask right away, like, do you want to relocate? Like, mm, what's your salary expectation? Like, can you do an art test for us? You know, all that kind of stuff. That's like super valuable opinion for the company and for the industry overall. Because we spend so much time, you know, dancing around and finding, you know, when do we ask this? How can we ask that? It's so much better where you can directly find a person who's already work is great and you can ask him all the questions you want and get the answer. And that's, I mean, that's the, that's super valuable. And this is, you know, this is so interesting because on this podcast, I um, like normally speak with artists or, you know, somebody who's on the other side of the industry. And uh, uh, for me, it's also uh, pretty uh, amusing to hear how it's broken on both sides. So artists can't get enough exposure. And then like basically you're saying it's like, uh, there are a lot of artists, but it's not like it, all of them are, are a right fit because maybe certain yeah, positions that's true. Are, not the, are not coming in the right time, you know? So if it was like a year ago, maybe you would be relocating, but now your baby is born, so you're not anymore and your salary expectations yep. are higher and you don't know Houdini, which is now a trend. And a year because yes. before, that was not the thing. So it's just like so many changing the items and it's like a moving machine, obviously. It's just Absolutely. Amazing. I mean, that's a, it's a very good comparison, exactly. Plus, yeah. um, the competition is very strong. The For competition sure. is super strong, right? So that's why we don't want to make our database open. We don't want to show it to anyone but the, the company because okay. we think the competition is so strong and some people are when they're going to art station and they see that front page, they're intimidated. They, they're thinking, oh my God, <laughs> I mean, this guy, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, like David Lasperance, for example, like David Lasperance, whenever I see his work, I'm like, what happened? I mean, yeah, he's doing this, you know, Gothic cathedral thing, like that looks like from Warhammer 40k and it all in Unreal Engine and it looks CGI, but it's real time and it has, you know, real time particle effects, like incredible textures, like dynamic lighting, whatever. Yeah. I'm just you now making, making things up and yeah, yeah. other people are like, they just mastered like Blender and they yeah. go there like, okay, so how, how many years does this guy yeah. do this stuff? And then, you know, so yep. they're like, <laughs> they're instantly discouraged. Although this, this shouldn't be happening. I mean, you shouldn't be discouraged. I mean, because he, he spent like all his life doing that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. competition is, is tough right now. Okay, so I'm sorry. I have so many questions I still want to ask. And there is one specifically, uh, which, is, uh, which goes regarding the, the competition. And since now you're in a position when you're pre- pretty much pre-filtering people before their portfolio gets sent to the company. Um, so do you see any, you know, cultural divide in the industry? So, um, and I'm referring to the fact that uh, uh, the competition comes from very different places. So uh, huge numbers of great artists from, um, you know, countries that 
did not have access to tools like a decade before. So I mean, like, you know, uh, Eastern Europe and then Asia and then, you know, uh, just just a bunch of like kind of a new uh, traditionally outsourcing destinations are now becoming more of a prime time. So do you see like that there is there's competition from this direction and how how does it look like from you know your perspective well i don't see any i wouldn't say that there is some kind of a cultural i, I don't think it's connected with culture in any way okay i just see that the the world is becoming uh, more global and tools are becoming uh, more accessible so obviously there will be more people who are using them and trying to do something with them and the let's face it it's uh, the tools are getting cheaper easier to use right so um, we see people yeah. from all over the world and the, we're super happy to see that the industry is actually uh, more global right now like uh, okay. i was super surprised to find because um, i was uh, i i remember i um, i was who was like he sounds like a Russian name or something. So I I was talking with him and he's like, Oh man, uh, you're actually from the same city as, as wow. The same city we lived in the same city. And I'm like, no way, man. And he's doing tremendous work. And I come from a very small city. So <laughs> it's like, uh, this thing, these things are becoming global. So it, it makes total sense for me that people are actually, you know, embracing what they have and trying new tools and trying to work with them. Mm -hmm. So I will see more of that. I think yeah. we'll see, you know, more markets coming in and more people coming to the market. But sure. I just want to say uh, one more thing is that uh, the companies are willing to hire those people. There might be some problems with like visas or some other stuff, but those are all problems that you can solve. If the company is really in love with your work and they are and they like your stuff, then they will definitely hire you, no matter what obstacles is there. So, or they will end up, you know, giving you like uh, contracts which are like, uh, you know, you can work from home or whatever. But they will find a way. So you, you shouldn't be discouraged. Like if you live somewhere, then you are like, you know, nobody will hire you. I don't think so. Obviously, wow. it's easier if you live somewhere like Stockholm or you live somewhere like Los Angeles or you're in Texas. That's easier, obviously, yeah. right? But I had yeah. the talk most recently with guys from Romania. There's like a studio there, outsourcing company, actually. And uh, they're doing tremendous work. I mean, I talked with their, a couple of their art guys they're doing cra like crazy stuff, like crazy stuff, like super realistic characters, which I, I don't know how much are they worth. They're like super expensive, probably. They're very nice stuff. So to see something like that coming like from, from that place was amazing. And I, and I know a lot of artists like from places from, you know, from Mongolia, like from Ukraine, from Russia, from all over. And they're doing crazy stuff. So it's not about location anymore. Wow. Yeah. Cool. This is, um, yeah, this is, I mean, I guess great to hear. I mean, for any artist specifically for somebody um, who's living off the grid, 
Um, that's absolutely amazing because, yeah, with first of all, with all the remote jobs, and secondly, with all the studios wanting to hire people from other places, I guess, you know, just, yeah, makes it kind of easier, you know, just like do your art, do it well, be original, and, you know, like go ahead yeah. and get hired, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so, quality is super important, just like. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you want to concentrate on something in your search, then, you know, concentrate on quality. Because there is a lot of mediocre art out there. There is very few, like, quality stuff out there. So if you want to do, to be noticed and all this stuff, you know, focus on quality, a little bit, like, idiosyncratic, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know most of the artists are there, like, oh, no, it's not good enough, so try to be you know when you can't make it better when it's like the best that's that's when the fun stuff starts to happen i think okay well great tip actually love this so uh carol we have a little on the podcast and uh what the next thing that's going to happen i'm going to ask you 10 questions try to reply with one two words okay it's just going to be real quick um and uh yeah don't overthink this yeah ready try to okay yeah sure okay so um what's your number one tip for combating distractions when working from home (laughs) hashtag 2020 (laughs) welcome to 2020 uh i think it should just uh, stay focused it's just to stay focused i mean Mm -hmm. that that Um, will help you out What's your uh, favorite tradition or holiday? Um, I like New Year's. Mm-hmm. Christmas, New Year's. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's your favorite way to get in some exercise? Um, I, I usually do gym, some running maybe. Re- mm-hmm. Recently, I started doing exercise in, like, with, my, with my wife, like some aerobics or something. You need to switch it up. You need to try different stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your most used emoji? <laughs> smile, smiling you emoji. Okay. Um, what's the worst haircut you've ever had? That's probably the one I'm going to get like uh, at home. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Next month, probably. Yeah, because I'm uh, super hairy right now. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> cut. Yeah. Um, What's the best advice? Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh my, that's a, it's tough. I don't know. I I can't answer that. No okay. idea. Okay. Yeah. I had a lot. I have a lot of useful advice. I think. Okay, so that's not one. I guess that's that's the point. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay, so if you are to design your own T-shirt, what this T-shirt would say? Oh, that's a cool one. 80 levels, probably. Say 80 level. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. <laughs> that's, that was definitely not overthinking this. Okay, so <laughs> if you could see one movie again for the first time, which movie would you, uh, would you watch? Um, I think A Few Good... That's a good movie. Uh, which one again? It's called A Few Good Men. Ah, if you good man, yeah, I, like it, top, yeah, top, I lost you for a sec. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, if you could choose two famous people to have dinner with um, from the past or from the present, 
Um, so who do you, who would you hang out with? I, I would f probably somebody who's fun. I don't know, like maybe Jonah Hill. <laughs> mm, and also the um, Eric Walpole. Eric Walpole is um is one of the developers and uh, screenwriters for um, Portal and Portal Two. He's super right. funny. Right. Okay. Lovely choice, huh? Um, and so for you, what's your absolute absolute dream job? I, I'm very happy with my current job. I love it. That's like my dream job, probably. <laughs> wow, I should probably kill this question from my list of questions because so far nobody said anything different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I no, wonder no, why. Exactly. I mean, like, I just feel so lucky being surrounded by people in this industry where everybody is happy where they are. And this is amazing, you know, like, it's just amazing. So I'm, I'm sure, like, if I, if I was talking to somebody, like, in other, like, world, you know, like I would get yeah. totally, totally different results. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, especially somebody who's like selling concrete or like some <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, oh my god, yeah, so many choices. I mean, where do I start? Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. So many choices. Um, well, all right, Carol, that's been amazing. Um, actually, we stayed almost half an hour longer than I was anticipating, but uh, I think it was a really good. Thank Sorry. you so much for it. no. Um, you know, I just couldn't stop uh, talking. So um, thanks so much. That's been really productive. And we'll put a link in the uh, show notes to um, the 80 level RFP if people want to check it out. And cool. uh, uh, yeah, and uh, um, like I almost forgot to ask how to join it, but I mean, um, you know. Um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You can just go and register and then apply. You'll figure it out. It's not. It's not super complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like uh, uh, when I was checking out the process, it seems pretty straightforward. You just like. Mm -hmm. I guess the main the main thing is that um, all the participants, all the applicants, sorry, are pre-screened. So that's it. Yep. Yeah, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. So again, Carol, thank you so much, and um, um, yeah, I'll uh, see you around. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me. All bye, right. bye. Cheers. Alrighty, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you did enjoy this and you actually did gain some value from this. I personally think that it was really, really insightful and really practical. And that's basically our goal to bring you really actionable uh, tips and tools to help you grow as an artist. So if you did enjoy the show, uh, go ahead and leave us a comment or even better, a review. We really appreciate hearing from you. And that's it for now. Let's meet again next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Art Heroes Podcast. Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero.